Ladies and gentlemen, Ned Sherrin here, live from London's glittering West End, the British cinema's most prestigious award ceremony, the BAFTAs. And please welcome your host, Martin Hyder. <laughs> Thank you very much. Martin Heider here. Now, to get a film made, it requires guts, determination, a lot of blood, sweat and tears. And tonight, ladies and gentlemen, we salute those men and women who... Martin, what, what's going on? <laughs> Sorry, Harry. I, I just want to be like Ned Sherring. <laughs> not on my time, you're not. Lola, la 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 Lola, la 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 Lola. On my big mass bed. Layla! You got me on my knees, Layla! Oh, welcome to my world. Yes, we're here with another fruit corner, and this week we're all dressed up as the cast of Oliver. With the awful Dodger, Sid and Nancy, Michael Fagan, Bill Sykes, and Attie Jakes. You know, I remember once being a rather cheap production of Oliver where I played Bill Sykes and Nancy and had to beat myself up. <laughs> and now the sound of David Bowie playing darts. Ground control to Major Tom. Ten. Ground control to Major Tom. Nine. Protein pills and put your helmet on. 180! <laughs> yes, I'm back with my little tiny adopted son, half boy, half robin, the size of a tiny ant. But, like an ant, has the strength of an ant. <laughs> little Alan Hill. <laughs> Just swallowing a worm. Alan, you all right there? He's choking. Quick, perform the Heimlich manoeuvre. Please release me, let me go. It's the Humperdink manoeuvre. Oh, sorry. Give him a squeeze. Hiya! <laughs> ah, sad little Alan Hill, who, by the hand of an overzealous rabbi hairdresser, shaved a little close and destined him to forever communicate in the tap. That's one tap for yes. Tip, tip, tip. Two taps for no. Tip, tip, tip. And that tune off the Guinness advert to imply waiting. <laughs> there he goes there. We all like a nice drop of Guinness, don't we, eh? Mm -hmm. You know, I feel sorry for little Alan. It's not much of a life, is it? Well, it could be worse, Harry. It could be Martin Hyder. Oh, I wouldn't wish that on anyone. <laughs> Hello, Harry. How's things? Ah, oh, Martin Hyder, you poor thing. Look at you. <laughs> Never mind, though, eh? Mm, look at him, his little hollow eyes. Would you like to make a donation, Harry? I'm collecting for a donkey sanctuary. <laughs> hey, hang on a cotton-picking minute, Mr Lardy Dar Hyder. What's this? A pipe leading out of the collection tin into your pocket? I can explain. Well, uh, I'm sorry. What Martin doesn't realise is there's a pipe leading out of his pocket into my pocket. 
But what Harry doesn't realise is I know about the pipe leading out of my pocket into his pocket, and so I've got a pipe leading out of his pocket back into my pocket. <laughs> what both Martin and Harry don't know is that I've got a pipe leading out of both of their pockets into my pocket. But what Alan doesn't realise is there's a valve on his pipe which forces money back up from his pocket into my pocket. What Harry and Alan don't realise... Allez-vous, hein? Can we get on, please, hein? Mum? Have you those French cheeses again? Are you over the age of about 60? Then you should probably be on all kinds of tablets. If not, see your doctor and ask your doctor for them by name. Tablets. Everyone else is on them, so why aren't you? What a lovely record this week. Hmm, it's a follow-up album. Desmond Tutu sings the hits from Disney. Oh, we need the poor. We need the poor. I'm a bishop, you know. What a lovely record that is. Now, you know when you're watching telly and you're thinking, you see someone on that telly, you're thinking, oh, what have I seen him? What's his name? Oh, yeah. Well, I've worked out a little system for remembering stars' names. What you do, you simply associate the name of a star with a particular comment on a school report. <laughs> so, tends to tell tales, Prunella Scales. <laughs> Might be dyslexic, Susan Hampshire. Two of them for you. You can work the rest out yourself. Well, time to meet him. Time to greet him. It's the Chicken King himself, Bert Kwok. How you cockle doing, doing, Bert? Still no sign of my chicken, Harry, and it's the last show. What are you doing to lure it this week? I have spent the last week on death row. <laughs> That's Heathrow. Sorry, Heathrow. It can be quite confusing. I've painted my chin red like that of a cock. I've shaved the top of my head. I've contracted psoriasis on my legs to make them look more scaly. I've had my giblets removed and placed in a polythene bag in my inside pocket. And on my head, I'm wearing this rubber glove like a coxcomb, inflated to 30 pounds per square inch. They appreciate a laugh, Harry. And as you know, a sense of humour is important when choosing a mate, as well as a nice bum. <laughs> Little hen, when, when, when will you lay me an egg for my tea? Hey, little hen, when, when, when will you try to supply one for me? But you, you wouldn't just adjust my bridle, would you? That's then? not a bridle, Harry, no! <laughs> the grace of racing pheasants for a client. Put it down under tips and gratuities. It's James Horn, me accountant. <laughs> Main office, Ford Open Prison. Yes, can't talk for long. I'm back on hard labour in an hour. Hard labour, James? I wash and the water wipes. <laughs> Listen, that manservant... That manservant of yours, that's not a manservant, no! 
That's an entry in the Lonely Hearts column of the Sunday Sport. Tall man, good-looking with unsightly hump, seeks lady with a similar hump for hump-rubbing sessions. Please send photo of hump. Do you follow me? Do you get me? Do you fancy a bit? Then come on over if you think you're hard enough. Well, you know, the main food of the Greeks, of course, well, they like the Greeks, is lovely vine leaves, isn't it? All the vine leaves, stuffed vine leaves, leaves, all the leaves, all cooked up in a lovely pot. Now, don't make the mistake that I made, right? Don't get a Greek takeaway meal. Or try to eat it under a tree in the autumn. You'll never finish it. I do like the Ideal Home Exhibition, though, eh? Oh, it's very good, the Ideal Home Exhibition. Ideal if you want to buy a small knife. That's right, Harry, a small knife or fancy vegetable slicer. <laughs> Tries his best, Timothy West. <laughs> well, time now to... to go over to the indie band racing at Haydock Park, and we're under starter's orders. And there away, and straight away, it's Blur, Blur, the two-to-one favourite, right out in front there. Right behind Blur on the Oasis, the Oasis coming up there, a neck behind, overtaking Blur, and right behind the Oasis, Elastica. Yes, it's Elastica there, followed by four-to-one outsiders, Pulp. It's Blur, Elastica, Oasis, Pulp. Blur, Elastica, Oasis, Pulp. Blur, Elastica, Oasis, Pulp. Gene coming up at the far side. Gene overtaking Elastica, Gene, Oasis, Blur, Pulp, Elastica. Blur, Pulp, Gene, Elastica, Pulp, 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 Pulp. I had two pounds on supergrass. Stop showing off. Hey? You're just showing off that you know one or two indie band names. You're 31, Harry. 30, actually. 31. And this is a Radio 4 show, not Radio 1. You're just showing off. Do you like the Ideal Home Exhibition, though, eh? Oh. Mm. <laughs> Ideal for a small knife, fancy cutter, or super absorbent chamois for washing the car. Don't I get a look in this week or what? It's Finsbury Park! As it's the last one in the series, Howie, I've let the lab workers come in fancy dress. I've got them all bringing games in as well. We just had a fantastic <laughs> game of Yahtzee! Oh, I do like the game of Yahtzee! <laughs> oh, good. You don't mind, then? No, it's all, all very important to let your hair down every now and again, isn't it? How would you know about that, then? <laughs> Pardon? How would you know? <laughs> you know, Harry, you haven't got any hair. Nothing I quite heard you right. How would you know about letting your hair down when you ain't got none? Right, that does it. You're out. Oh, I'm only joking, Harry. Go on, that's it. You're not on the show this week. Forget it. Well, you can stuff your job. Dear, you've got and done it now, Napoleon. Stuff him, eh? Stuff him. Stuff his cold turkey. No, my dad is a very mean man, right? Very mean man. He said my mum hypnotised not to order a starter. <laughs> But one thing he taught me about a chop, right? Pork or lamb doesn't matter. They're the main two, aren't they? Pork and lamb, they're the main two chops, right? 
right? There's no, there's no ham in a hamburger, is there? It's all beef, isn't it? <laughs> What's happening there is beef's doing all the legwork, pork's getting all the publicity, isn't it? <laughs> I don't make the rules up. Now, the best bit of a chop my dad taught me, and he was a very mean man, is that thin bit down the outside. That's the best bit. That round bit in the middle, that's poisonous, apparently. <laughs> eat that for us. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. Well, time for our resident expert to explain the phenomenon of a thunderstorm and how lightning is formed, as Chris Eubank explains. I am a boxer, I am a fighter. I am a meteorologist. The thing that is lightning is the thing that it is, and that's what I'm saying, is that lightning is a thing, but the thunder... <laughs> The positive and the negative charge is the delight. Chris Eubank there. Classic Pisces. I've actually written a little song for Chris Eubank. Yeah. Two, four, six, eight, middleweight. I'd recognise that sound anywhere. It's Nana Hill. Sexual harassment at work. <laughs> Tell you what, Alan, she does have a powerful kiss and no mistake. She has the inverse sting of a wasp, Harry. Inverse sting? The power that a wasp has in its thrusting out of sting. It's funny, that sounded a bit like a parrot, didn't it? Almost. That, can we just have that again? That, can we hear that? How have you been? I've had another one of my death attacks last night. I think I got away with it. Death attacks, Nana? Yes. I saw a long corridor with a light at the end. A light? Yes. So I had to go all the way back and turn it off again. <laughs> it was just as well, because I hadn't flushed properly. Right then, Nana. What are you test driving this week? I'm test driving the recent VE Day celebrations. I see, yes, all the VE Day celebrations there. VE, of course, short for V-E-R-A-L-Y-N-N, Vera Lynn. <laughs> Today, we take the time to remember Vera Lynn. Bluebirds over the white cliffs of Dover, I've never seen one. What's she on, eh? Some sort of tablet treatment or what? <laughs> Mother of Jefflin, of course, from here now. <laughs> Point out of ten, Nana. One, two, one, two. Testing, testing, Harry. Testing, testing. Very well done to you. <laughs> because a lot of people died during the war. Still, it was nice to see all the lovely fireworks. Mm. <laughs> right, well, Nana. Nana Hill, the strange being that E.T. the extra testicle was based on... <laughs> Nana Hill, what have been your magic moments? I've delved in life's giant wallet. No one could say I've been mean. 
but I regret a misunderstanding with my first husband, Edie Armin. <laughs> he lured me with Nigerian delicacies of camel, vine leaves and fig. But when he turned round and said, sheep's eyes, I said, you can talk, you fat pig. <laughs> Nelly Hill there. going anywhere. Hey? You promised me Finsbury Park was going to do a makeover for me so that I could try to lure myself a husband at the Ugandan Embassy Works party. <laughs> Nana, with his rush air, you are spoiling us. <laughs> I'm afraid Finsbury Park's lab is closed today, Nana. I sacked him earlier. I look a right, Burke. Here's I? the phone, Harry. Oh, too bad. It really is. Hello? Yupsie! Ah, uh, uh, Finsbury, it's, it's, it's Harry here. What do you want? Um, it's about that makeover I've got Nan booked in for. I can't do a makeover if I've been sacked, can I? Look, maybe I was a little hasty. I'll tell you what, I'll do it, but I'll do it freelance at freelance prices. Freelance prices? Fourteen shops. What shall I have? Pork or lamb? <laughs> Fourteen jobs only cost four to find out Alan was a robin. That's my last offer. Thirteen or pork. Done. <laughs> Send it down. And off she goes. Now, now the sound of Frank Sinatra doing his washing. Basically, he's doing a high-temperature white cotton linen wash. <laughs> he hasn't realised he's got a pair of his red nylon pants in there. Luck be Thanks and after there with his washing. Of course, that can, that can never happen to Richard Nixon. There can be no whitewash <laughs> at the White House. No, they always use a low temperature wash with a biological powder. <laughs> Very poor attendance. Dickie Henderson. <laughs> and the best bit of a pie, apparently, is the crust. That's the best bit. That middle bit, the filling, is quite poisonous, apparently. <laughs> Why'd you do that? Fill the dog! Daddy-o, you know when you lock me up in the kitchen at night and I'm dying to go to the jail, yeah? and I'm forced to use the floor, and then you come in in the morning and man, you rub my nose in it. Yes? Why'd you do that? It's degrading, man, it's degrading. Down boy, down boy. <laughs> right, well, um, I'd like you all to think of a number. Double it, take four, take that, E17, divide by boys to men. <laughs> take away the number you first thought of, and the answer, of course, is 100. And that is exactly the number of years ago from the tiny American film set of Scotland that John Logie Baird first ever broadcast the first ever episode of How.
You know, they say it's possible to drown in an inch of water. But I would have thought, if you did drown in an inch of water, you've got to be a really bad swimmer, haven't you? (laughs) It's almost as if you've got to want to drown. See how Finsbury Park's getting on. Shea Lab with his costly makeover on Nana Hill. Come in, FP. HH to FP, over. Oh, Harry, uh, bit of bad news, over. Bad news, over, Roger. No, no, bad news over Nana, over. <laughs> uh, I, I was just running the lapwing test. Lapwing a ding ding, yes. I nipped out for a quick game of Yahtzee. Yahtzee! I was only out of the lab for a minute. But someone left an unopened tube of Savlon on the floor. As I came back, I twad on the end of it, and a fine jet of Savlon came squirting out of it. <laughs> hitting Nana right smack plumb between the eyes. Killing her. You you mean? Yes. Death by Savlon. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the world of chops today mourned the passing of Nana Hill, who has died today aged. Born on the wagon of a travelling show, Nana survived the Cod War, the sugar shortage and the great bog roll famine of 1971. You couldn't get paper unless you worked at the factory or something. I often had to make do with a sponge on a stick. Yes. If we could just move on with the... Tributes are flooded in from around the world. Her lifelong friend, Chris Eubank, remembers. That is what it was and the thing that it is and the thing that uh, that's what it was. Bishop Tutu sent the following message from Johannesburg. It's a circle of life. <laughs> and it moves us in the <laughs> In a well-publicised incident, Nana once goosed James Bolam. But she will best be remembered for her novelty record, I've Fallen for a Dalek Mother. I've fallen for a Dalek Mother. It's the way he likes to shout. I've fallen for a Dalek mother there by Nana Hill, who died today aged. (laughs) Other news, the actor James Bolam has been goosed again. You know, Alan, although Nana was at times annoying and... (laughs) To be honest, I didn't really like her. Well, none of us did, Harry. She was a pest. Yes, she was a pest, and although I'm in many ways glad to see the back of her, and I'm rejoicing in her passing, I think I'm going to miss her. I think so. Gonna be the same, I think. No, they'll be better. But. <laughs> but life goes on. Wipe up your tears as we find out what's going backstage for the very last time at the big top as we join JoJo and Coco the Clowns in Clown 4200. <laughs> ah, Coco! <laughs> How was it in the big top today? Not so good, Cho-Cho. Not so good, Coco? That's what I said, didn't I? <laughs> Trousers wouldn't fall down. But that's a big laugh, Coco. That's a nice finisher. Yeah, while well, I make them eat trousers, be gonna falling down this time. What are you doing with that small explosive charge, Coco? Attach small explosive to trouser. Blow trousers off bum. <laughs> big laugh, big payoff. Coco, you know that no artificial device to be used for trousers falling bum display. <laughs> what did the clown union find out? Here goes nothing. Oh, Coco. Oh, dear. I hope no one finds out about Coco with it. What the? Who are you? 
Ben Kingsley, Clown Union. Heard possible case of artificial device trousers falling bomb display unit. Isn't it? Oh, there he is, Coco. What do you think he'll get found out by the clown union again? You thought he's been so naughty. He's always so naughty, that Coco, isn't he? It's I'm you. To... Hey? I don't know why you're getting so excited. You and me do the voices of Coco and Jojo the Clowns. You have to spoil it, don't you? You always have to spoil my things. Comes from a funny home, Gordon Honeycomb. And the best bit of a lolly is the stick. <laughs> that top part, quite poisonous, apparently. There's enough poison in the top part of a lolly to kill a crab. <laughs> and that's the sound that tells me it's time for our special celebrity guest, Bert. Please be upstanding for Mr. Johnny Ball! Johnny, welcome. Oh, thank you, Harry. I just read from the card, Johnny. It is a pleasure to meet you, Harry. Do you know it was the sound of your voice that once brought me out of a coma? Oh, well. All <laughs> <laughs> the day's work, Johnny. Now, you're probably best known for your work on rhinoplasty by the modified Skoog technique. <laughs> That's right, Harry. Uh, the, the periosteum is elevated from the dorsum with a converse elevator. The upper part of the alar cartilage, which lies above the transcartilaginous incision, is dissected from the mucous membrane to its upper limit, <laughs> preserving the lateral prolongation, except when it's hypertrophic, of course. <laughs> <laughs> After a symmetrical dissection and removal of the upper portions of the alar cartilages, the mucosa is dissected from the roof of the nose. <laughs> Uh, that is, of course, in the medial portions of the nasal bones of the glabula. Uh-huh. <laughs> you also did think of a number, didn't you? <laughs> yes, I did. I love, I, love, I love numbers. I love them. Look, look at this. Let me calculate. Uh, look, look at uh, this. 710-77345. Uh, uh, turn it upside down. Shell oil. Think of a number, Harry. I can't think of one. It's four. Just the, um, four. Just, six. Um, six. Is no, no. Just, 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 think, just give it time to just. 22. Think, um, uh, look, every time I'm trying to think of a number, you keep coming in. <laughs> right, 67. Look, 67. Hang on. Hang on. Yeah, oh, look, all right, 11. 11. 11. <laughs> come on, come on. 44. Just back off, will you? <laughs> I'm sorry, Harry. I'm sorry. Anyway, there's a song you want to do, isn't there? Is there? Yes. Oh, yes, oh, yes. Oh, uh, singing is a great way to communicate, you see. You can communicate with the song, so it's a song about communication. By the way, it was four. <laughs> I said four! Oh, eight, nine, eight, double five, double five, double five! I've caught one! My chicken has come! Harry, look! An egg! Really? He's right, Harry. It's an egg, all right. And look! It's hatching! Hallelujah! 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 
she is reborn. Yes, Harry. I took the precaution of wearing the latex rubber mask of Burkwok dressed up as a chicken. I'm alive. And that's all from my fruit corner. Good night. the British Academy of Film and Television Awards 1995, written by and starring Harry Hill, with Bert Kwok, Edna Dore, Al Murray, Martin Heider, Matt Bradstock, and our special guest, Johnny Ball. With music by Cliff Ranger and the Cliff Ranger Singers, the producer is Yoan Magnuson. And that's all from me, Ned Sheridan. Good night.